0: everyone there. This is uh, Mr. Crawford. Uh, He is presenting to you, Sister Terrell, who's going to bring your word to us today. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, We never really quite know whether everything is on, and uh, we hope it is. But those little entry things are uh, unnecessary, but we like to, I like to keep you guessing as to how we're going to begin these things. And it's wonderful to be able to reach out to you today. It's nice to have Monica here um, across the table.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I wasn't here last week. That's right. Huh. I, I don't know how we survived. We have a bag full of Milky Way and Three Musketeers here. That that has to be Pastor Fabian. Uh, I don't know. You know, I found this big bag full down there in the sanctuary. I brought it up here because I thought Scott and Rick would enjoy. And I see that maybe a third of the bag is now gone. Oh, I think, more, I think that's well, more like a fourth. Well, from what, what was originally there. <laughs> now, see, I don't like Milky Way and I don't like Three Musketeers. I mean, I just—that's. Those are just not my favorites. Everybody has their own favorites, so, I knew that if I put this up here, it would be safe around me because I would not be eating that.
1: But that's like that's like the American version of the nougat. For
0: Delamar. Well, see, so you cannot do anything that could uh, compete with the nougat. It its it, it is. I'm being unfaithful to France if I eat this and not the nougat. If I, if I am anything, it is faithful. Now, it, now, if this was full of um, uh, Kit Kats or Mellow Cups or Zero Bars or peanut M&Ms, which... Now, see, this is something you may not know about Sister Terrell. When her kids were little, I mean little, she would get these glass decanters and she and the kids would fill these up with peanut m&ms we're not we're
1: not talking small jars we're talking like five gallon jars
0: yeah and th- they would <laughs> give that to me and and it would be in my office and it made me <laughs> I probably gained 10 pounds so sorry. after no you know this happened every year I've got the glass <laughs> containers in my office still And that was really special, especially, you know, because the great kids were little and they'd bring those to me and it was just really precious. But if there were peanut M&Ms up here, they would be gone because I, you know that. Or the almond M&Ms, those are are great. But it's safe to have Milky Way and Three Musketeers. Now I have noticed that there's only, there, there are less of the, Three Musketeers, so I'm assuming one of those guys likes Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. but that's up here in front of us. You can visualize it here at lunchtime.
1: So I, I, can, I get to tell a funny story about Pastor Ron and giving, and that is when my kids were little, they were up here one day during the week with me for, I came up to pray, and Noah... He was just a little tyke with long curly hair, and he loved to go in Pastor's office because Pastor had, even at that young age, like cool swords and all kinds of cool stuff that Noah liked to look at, and Pastor would entertain him with those things. And so I can't remember what it is. Noah was in your office, and Olivia was with me, and you gave Noah something to take home. And I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember what it is. I'm sure it's in his room somewhere. And so Olivia and I went into your office to get Noah so because we were going to leave. Mm-hmm. And Noah's holding his prized possession that you had given to him. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I have to give something to Olivia. I can't give one something to one and not to the other. <laughs> so I watched this whole thing. So you, 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 you turn around and you start scanning your office. And you walk over to this statue of Jesus that's about this tall. What, about a two feet tall? foot yeah. half tall? It's this white Jesus. He's got his hands out. He's like a ceramic. He's really beautiful. And you go over and you grab Jesus and you go and you go to Olivia and you hand her Jesus and you said, here, this is for you. And she took that Jesus and it was, you couldn't have, I mean, it was like you gave her gold. <laughs> so they get in the car, we go home. Well, Jesus is still in my house and is a very um he's like an altar yeah (laughs) i mean seriously i was i was decorating for christmas these last two days and jesus has moved from the dining room because he was in the dining room where noah would put these little cookies with holes in them in his hands Uh so he'd hold these little cookies one time i knocked i was cleaning and i knocked his hand off so I had to pray over him and super glue his hand back on. I don't know if I ever told him that. But you can't tell. <laughs> but uh, but he, he moved from the dining because we remodeled the dining room. He moved from the dining room into the living room. So I was decorating around the, the table where he's sitting just the other day, like yesterday. And I was just remembering that memory. And I'm really thankful for that Jesus. He's, stand, you know, he's just standing yeah. there.
0: Olivia needs it she's she's got that I mean yeah Noah would come in there when he was just a little fella and it was just like he was uh, in the combination of it being in his in his room his house and a museum and he always wanted this Indian sword that I had in there and I said no I, I can't I, I can't let you have that you're I I, I you could hurt yourself or somebody else and I think I- if I gave it to you your, your mom would have all kinds of trouble with that but he'd always come in and one time he said I want that <laughs> <laughs> of course now he's got a whole armory <laughs> but um, that I see that sword in there I put it in a I put it in my one of those little closets <laughs> in my office I actually got that in England when I was in high school I went into this pawn shop in London and some guy that owned the place had that. And I said, what is this? He said, it's an Indian dress sword. And so somehow I got it. And My
1: question is, is, how did you get it home?
0: Well, it, it's funny because this was before 9-11, well before 9-11. And I took it up to the counter at, at, at British Air and I was just like 16 and and I said I need to take this home and he said well we won't let you take that on the plane and somehow one of the pilots of the flight was was walking up there this was back in the 70s so Way it back in it's yeah and it, things and if you went into London then you know this things were not as updated as they were even in the United States. And so somehow the pilots had to go to the check-in counter and um, check in that they were there. And I was having this conversation with the flight agent and I, I said, well, what am I doing? And the pilot said, what, what is it, young man? And I said, well, I'm flying back to Dallas and I bought this and I'm trying to figure out how to get it home. And he said, oh, this is interesting. He was pulling. I had no idea who he was. He said, oh, this is interesting. And um, he said, I tell you what, I'm flying this plane. I'll take it up in the cockpit. And when you're leaving, just just make sure that the, the flight attendant knows. Called them stewardesses back then. And I'll bring it out to you. So a British air <coughs> pilot gave brought my sword back. Now, I've got to do something with it. Maybe one day Levi will want it. I don't think Noah really cares about it now. If I if I had uh, if I had another Jesus, I'd give him the sword and give another Jesus to, to Olivia. <laughs> anyway, what got oh candy. So nobody bring me peanut or almond M&M's because I will devour them. And I have to keep them away from Megan. Megan will eat, she'll eat those things. Now, Allie will snack on them. But Allie is, doesn't seem to have, I guess, the Crawford gene to (coughs) just suck down unlimited chips and salsa. (coughs) One time, I went to movie with Noah. I took Noah to a movie and Mark Burke was with us. You know this story. So one of the things that Noah and I love to do is to just consume volumes of popcorn at the movie. Some people say, oh you pay too much if you buy popcorn at the movie. I understand that, but if you're with us, you get your money's worth. So, Noah and I had this huge bucket of popcorn, and we were letting Mark eat it, too. Mark didn't seem to be as interested. Lo- Noah and I were just throwing it down. I mean, and Mark looked over, he said, Oh, you two are throwing it down the hatch. <laughs> and I, I laughed, throwing it down the hatch. Oh, my goodness. So... That's our culinary discussions at the beginning of chit-chat. Some, some folks tuned in this said, oh, there's just too much chit-chat, and they've tuned it off already. But we were talking before, after the prayer time. It's hard to believe that December is the end of this week.
1: Tomorrow? No, th- Thursday thursday t- friday's noah's birthday actually he's going to be 25 Gosh. i know it yeah i know it's crazy i 2020 you know it's funny because 2020 was crazy it was just off the charts nobody expected <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to happen what happened in 2020 but we all survived yeah. thank god and aside from what's going on in china With regards to COVID, I know I saw the doctor a couple of weeks ago, and he said, I'm not seeing any COVID. I'm seeing the flu, but I'm not seeing any COVID. And I think a big part of that is that we've isolated ourselves so much that our immune systems might have gotten a little weakened. And so now the flu's kind of hit hard. But And then 2021, we went through 2021, which was really just more kind of the aftermath of 2020. I think we were. I think we learned a lot, just in reflection. Through twenty twenty one, of just reflecting back and applying, and and things like that. But then twenty twenty two has been so unique. (laughs) I can speak personally, but I that's uh, there's no need in doing that. It's been a really unique year for me. So I have to say that I am. Ready for some breakthrough?
0: I'm ready for some breakthrough.
1: I am ready for some breakthrough.
0: Well, breakthrough is nigh unto us, nigh. In fact, that's uh, it's. It's amazing to me how the things that the Lord has been sharing over the past many months, so much of it has been poised toward preparing for breakthrough. And it's not been by our design to, to teach on those kinds of things. See, that's the, that's, I say this and it bears repeating because it really is a thanks to the Lord. Um, we've don't, the only time we really would prepare anything in advance for what we were going to speak would be like at mm-hmm. seminar where we knew we had a responsibility to present things in a more concise accumulation of, uh, of teachings pertaining to what God's brought. But even the last couple of seminars, so much of that has been immediate. There hasn't been really foreplanning, at least the things that I was teaching. I mean, we because we share so many things now together every week that it it doesn't really do us much good to come back and rehash all those things. Um, But the point though is (laughs) that we weren't saying, Okay, we believe God's bringing breakthrough. So, how do we get ready for that? We better get some sermons ready. We better start studying. You know, that's just never the way that the Lord has done things with us. It's always, you know, what am I, what am I saying to you right now? Okay.
1: I think so much of it is we're living it, and it's always been that way. I mean, from the revelation of diverse tongues. I mean, it, it's, it's proscuneo. It, yeah. It's been that way, but it's, it's we talk about, and, and so that's, that's really promising to me because when we talk about breakthrough, I know we're living breakthrough. <laughs> I, I, I know that. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way because there's, trials and pressures and and things that we're having to overcome and and yet at the same time the overcoming is part of the living it because it's it's really where God has brought us in a lifestyle that I think is going to be here on out he that overcomes and so I, it's like we're living it and then of course through the intercession through the diversities of tongues through praying the mysteries. He brings the understanding, thank God for that, and it's kind of like, uh-huh. aha. <laughs> but like when I say I'm ready for breakthrough, I, after I said that, I really wanted to take that back because, yes, I am ready for breakthrough, but I realize that my life is a living measure of breakthrough. And, and so I, I, I'm thankful for that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, it really is. It is. Dude, that's so true. We uh, we do and we teach. But the the to doing part is just so immediate, and then the the understanding comes. In fact, I, I'm I'm telling more than I should now, but sometimes <coughs> I, I I go before the Lord and I I say, Father, this is the way you're doing what you're doing, as far as revealing things, and then expecting, I can only speak for myself, expecting me to get up and speak. And I, I value that and appreciate it. But, but it all, increasingly, it seems like I'm not preparing. Because, you know, I may study or whatever, and, and I do. But then so often now I go to bed on Saturday night with no idea what I'm speaking the next day.
1: But the most important thing though is that you are in the word every single day. Yeah. That you are I, I know that that's that's something that and and not nearly to the degree as you are, but I know committing my life to being a student of the word and being in the word every day and studying every day. It is it's like a constant nourishment yeah. that that that's that truth is just resonating or just culminating in your spirit and then when it's time to release it it's there i mean it does take application you do have to process and bring it into a point of delivery where the people can receive and chew it and eat it but um i know i can really tell i just sounded so texan i can really tell when i have days when i'm not in the word and I start feeling in—I mean, there's no way, really way, nobody would know it—but in deep inside my my soul and my spirit, I just feel this this famishing, yeah. like a hunger, and and almost like I'm starving, and because that nourishment's not there. I mean, it comes in other ways, just mm-hmm. through commune, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Well, I think I think to some degree, God develops is developing us as prophetic teachers or apostolic teachers and there has to be preparation you know you keep your 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 tools sharp but there has to be an immediacy there has to be an immediacy with this And, and the thing though is with that that God is wanting to know how reliant you are on His Spirit, and God is also doing things that are, like, that are happening right now, and then speaking like this is this is that, as Peter said, but also it's it catches the enemy off guard, and God just takes delight in that. And I know some people can't do that; they're like, in some ways, Moses. You know, I can't I can't do that. And I appreciate that, but like on Sunday, this this thing about being a little the least of the saints. I knew kind of on Saturday night that, that that's <coughs> something that the Spirit was talking about, but in fact I would look at it, I would study it and and I think, oh that's yeah, that's good. I, I think that's good. I'll speak about that. <coughs> but all that other stuff came at like four in the morning and even some of it came on the way to the church, and and I'm scribbling it down. Here are my notes from Sunday. Um, I and mean he put stuff over here, and I thought, this looks like I didn't prepare. This looks like I'm absolutely derelict in in my duties. You know, I don't have one of these fancy outlines or, you know, something that others really present, but. It, it's the way the spirit did what he did. I mean, he just opens the gates, and whew, out of out of your most being flows rivers of living water. Out it comes, and so. But I think with that, you don't want to look like that's happened. You want to be, you want to be, like a captain on a boat, where the you know, currents are moving this way, but anybody riding in your boat doesn't think you're going over the edge you know you're you're you can manage that but that the wind blows where it lists the bible says who can know it and i think that the lord is really trying to develop and hone that in us now i'm happy to do that i mean i i really am but um it's it's just something that seems to be happening more and more and the volume is such that it's just like a It's like a geyser that comes. And I remember, you know, you weren't with me on this last trip to Brazil. um, But every one of those times (coughs) were this way. It was nothing prepared in advance. You just go, see what the Spirit is doing, you get up and you preach. And every one of the messages were different, every one of them. And I think that the Lord is trying to to hone that. Now, one thing you got to make sure, though, is like you said, you gotta you gotta know the word, because sometimes <coughs> first thoughts or some kind of an inkling, if you get up there and just start speaking it, you better make sure that somewhere in your process, you have verified that in in Scripture. Because nothing worse, well, there's probably other worse things, than to get up and start talking things. And most of the people in the congregation know, no, that's not in the word, because you've just uh, you, you've you've not been faithful to the Lord, then, and you you pretty much discredited yourself. It's kind of like you know what they would teach in those initial times if you were trying to study pre law. Don't ever ask a question you don't know the answer to don't ever put yourself at a risk that way don't ask somebody you're interviewing a question if you don't know where it's going because it could bite you I don't know why I'm saying this but the point though is is that God has been giving words about breakthrough now I don't know what all this means about judging the nations judging the angels um, doing things that um, like you know I love this progression I may put it together and actually do an outline uh, for Matthew 25 where the Lord has the nations there and and he goes down through those things the one that I, I have written down here and I was laying down on my face at the communion time after the service at, well, during the worship time And I I was talking about all these points and I didn't mention when he said I was sick and you visited me. And sick there is asthenia, which speaks about form without function. It speaks about a body that is not demonstrating life. And visiting means that you, you came and did what was necessary to bring that restoration. Every one of those points is what we as saints do. Mm -hmm. And we do it for the histemi. We do it for, and I wondered about that. You've done it unto me. You've done it on my behalf, or it could mean you've done it on my behalf, but it could also mean you did it actually to me. And Jesus created, all things were created by him. And to, to what degree God is everywhere. We know that, but to what degree are these histemi points that he r- brought back, that he bought back through the cross, are they actually part of him? That's what's really interesting. Because in that c- context, he says, when when did we see you this way? And and he, he says, um, as long as you've done it to the least of these, and that, that's another thing, the least of these my brethren, could easily be said, the least of these, my brothers. So the the onus of the least of these is not about my brethren, it's a standalone function that then he's speaking to the brothers about. When you did this, my brothers, you did it unto me. And that to me clarifies the whole thing, because we've taken that, as I said, as philanthropy or some kind of social ministry. I know that some of our more progressive brothers who departed said that we as saints weren't weren't showing the love of God because we weren't out passing out soup on the streets. You know, but we're ministering to the Lord. It's not that we don't do things for people. But, I mean, it's just... For whatever reason, God just highlighted that, and I think I think it's saying you know, as much as you've decreased, you need to be willing to embrace that again, and um, ask the Lord how he how he requires you to do that in maybe a different way or maybe to renew your devotion to that because that's right in the center of mysteries and revelation and going to the Gentiles and partnering with grace and before the principalities and powers that's that's the fuel that we sacrifice before the Lord in order to participate in all of that so to me leading into breakthrough that was that was the key word but then seeing extrapolating out I mean I know you've had this happen it just was like a it was just like a blast like a fire hose going off and and it's like you know it's it's I've been I've been up since four and I've been praying and studying on Sunday and so then, and, you know, at some point, I got to get ready to go to church because i have got to get here, make sure the heaters are on and make sure everything's working. We used to have staff that did that. Now, it's just Uncle Ronnie. But I thought, I, I, I got to go to church. So I'm getting ready, and I'm driving over here at 730, and little spirits just speak. So I'm writing these things down. And, and so then I thought, For all the world, this just looks like I'm derelict and I was not preparing. But I know, and this is what I've said, I know you know this feeling very well. You know when the Spirit is speaking and you know when he's not speaking. It's not that you're not hearing. You know when the faucet turns on and the the spout where the glory comes out, as the old timers would say, and it's just gushing. You can't make that happen you can't force that to happen. (coughs) You, but when it starts happening, you better do what you can to to absorb it and to to get it ready. So, that's just a word of encouragement to all of you. As Monica said, keep studying. And that's why we need these tools that, that, you know, I don't know when God's going to start speaking. And I, you know, I know a lot of passages and <clears throat> what the original is. But a lot of them I don't. I don't memorize the Bible in Greek or Hebrew. Maybe I should. But I have my phone and I can pop up and mm-hmm. f- just study those things. I have to have that.
1: Yeah, I think just being disciplined in that process is so important for us it's so easy to be lazy and even when the spirit is speaking like you go to prayer and the lord maybe uh, put something in your spirit a word or whatever it's really easy to walk away you know say thank you lord and walk away and not think another thing about it Mm -hmm. but um I, i know for me You know, you asked me on Sunday morning, and I had been praying, and I felt like the Lord was really speaking or or really impressing upon me this the principle of giving and receiving and how he gives us all things. He supplies all things for us to flow it out, for us to give back to him in thanksgiving and worship and praise and, you know, our finances and every part of who we are, but also give as he would send us forth to give. And yeah. but for the life of me, Pastor, I had no idea, like from a, a biblical concept other than the the passages that just immediately come to mind. You know, it's better to give than to receive or, yeah. um, you know, it, it gives the father given good pleasure given to given give you. us to the ki- give us the kingdom. What?
0: <laughs> given it shall be given, given
1: you. it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Yeah. And all those things are true. All those things that we can just pop out, but they become common. But the reality is, is that he is like an ever flowing river that wants to just fill us with his supply so that we can pour out back to him in service to him and whatever that requires. And um, but I say all that to say, you know, the last couple of days I've just been asking the Lord for just more clarity. What what exactly are you saying? Yeah. And to show me scriptures and, and just to bring some clarity. But see, that doesn't come without some application and some discipline. And it's just amazing what happens when you open the Bible and you ask the Lord to, to reveal himself. Yeah. And it can be one passage. And, you know, there's been times when I've been in the same passage for a week where it's just continue to, but anyway. Yeah, and it, you know,
0: that's the beauty of the word, isn't it? I mean, I've never understood, I know the enemy hates the word. He knows the word t- to a large degree, but he hates the word. And these yahoos that he's convinced that the word is not, you know, it's not pure or it's not complete, there are other things equal to the word. Okay. That's so damning because Jesus is the living word and it's basically saying Jesus you're not enough Jesus you can't speak there are other Jesus's that's what really what you're saying and it is that's damnable and it goes back to Revelation you know if anybody adds to or takes away from the prophecies of this word he's going to be accursed oh God would never do that well it's what the scripture says and you don't have to be afraid of that just honor the word um that's, that's so interesting. That's huh. so interesting.
1: You know, you can see it this morning I was reading, and I think it was in the book of Luke, where Jesus was talking about how he says something like, I didn't come to this world to bring peace, but to bring um, sword. a sword. or He, he implies like separation, mm-hmm. and he goes on to talk about fathers and sons. and But... It, You know, you you come to those passages, and they they kind of make the the hairs on the back of your head stand up, your neck stand up, because you think, oh, for Jesus, you know, with his Mona Lisa grin and the tear on his eye, who loves unconditionally. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, or division, or separation. And I just clicked on that word. I, I should go back and look so I can be more prepared here, but... It literally means like a separation. And I started thinking, this is so true. This is what's happening in our government. And I don't want to go down a political path here, but I'm just saying it just, the the reality of that, to separate the wheat from the tares, he is separating the wheat from the tares, and he's doing it even in the church. Yeah. And that's going to continue on. And what happens to those tares? They get burned in the fire. And so... I don't know it's just the word is just the way that it just comes alive
0: yeah and the weird thing is is that the Bible's not weird the Bible says the angels are going to separate them how that's going to happen is also a really curious prospect. just make sure
1: you watch the chosen so you can see how it's going to happen
0: Yeah. <laughs> well you know it, it's 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 such a strange thing I remember that passage about you know I'm gonna You know, it was was talking about mothers and their children and all these other things.
1: You preached on that one time. (laughs) Unless
0: his mom was here.
1: And boy, did we have an interesting discussion at lunch afterwards. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: I don't think she's been back.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. I I remember that.
1: (laughs) Here it is. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? This is Jesus talking. I tell you, not at all but rather division. And that word for division is, um, it means a parting or a distribution. um, Well, it means division, basically. For from now on, five and one house will be divided, three against two and two against three, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and then it goes on. But you know, I'm just hopping right through the book of Luke and you get to that part
0: and you just think,
1: Whoa Yeah. But you gotta take it all. I mean it's all truth.
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh these are interesting times.
1: I love my iPad. I just want you to know.
0: You know, yesterday <laughs> I, I was driving I had to drive up to Oklahoma up in the and it was like going into a time warp because going out of Dallas, and then you go up into Durant, Oklahoma, and then you go on up further, and you see all these Choctaw different casinos all over the place. Not just one big one, they've they're got them everywhere. And, but there's this <laughs> big billboard, Jesus Saves, and then further on down the line, you see this huge cross that's out in the middle of a farmer's field. And you see another billboard that says Jesus is the answer, which I haven't seen that phrase depicted anywhere for a long time. But you see all these different things. And I I would drive past Methodist churches. I didn't see any rainbow flags, any of them. It's kind of like that old song. Who was it that sang Okie from Muskogee? Who was that? We don't fly the rainbow in Muskogee. <laughs> I forget who that was. Uh, um, and it says uh, it's not germane to anything. But it, but it was really interesting because I thought this is like wokeness hasn't hit here yet.
1: Merle Haggard.
0: Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard.
1: And Willie Nelson.
0: You know what? Uh, this is a different thing. Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson were together. They were doing something, probably smoking weed or something. And somebody brought that song, You Were Always On My Mind. They wanted Merle Haggard to sing it. I heard Willie Nelson telling this. And Merle said, no, that song's not for me. He said, Willie, why don't you do something with that? And, th- and so Willie Nelson sang that, it became a huge hit for him. And he said that he always, would. he'd see Merle Haggard, he'd say, well, you missed it on that song. Big
1: mistake. <laughs> Big
0: mi- <laughs> but, you know, it was just really something. It was like I went through a time warp and went back 40 years in America. And I thought.
1: Was it refreshing?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was so stark. I mean, it was it was so stark. So I started speaking blessing over Oklahoma and over the people that were there and that the Christians would stay firm but that division is it starts at judgment starts in the church first that's right. the Lord said and it's um, that's, that's so interesting but breakthrough is ahead we've got so many opportunities to go and and to serve um, in the very near future and I think that I think that the Lord is wanting to just awaken us you know like our first Saturday um, prayer time this week I remember, was trying to remember when it was that we started saying from November through March we were going to do a different five-fold uh, pursuit in each of those
1: long time ago
0: but December is the prophet honoring the Lord and his spirit of prophecy where he accepted the command of the Father and was willing to lay himself down and come to earth as a child. Um, But I, I really, truly feel that this Saturday we need to give him thanks for that and to lay ourselves afresh before him to say, here am I. Send me so that's going to be. It's a very simple directive, but it's going to be our directive for um, for this first Saturday. So make plans for that. I was looking at the calendar, and I know that many of you are just such a part of whatever. This house broadcasts, and we appreciate that. It doesn't demean <coughs> any church that's joining with us. But some of you b- are probably wondering what we're going to be doing this month, uh, especially since Christmas and New Year's are on Sundays. So Christmas Eve, we'll have a um, we'll have a gathering here, candlelight thing. I'm not sure that we'll broadcast that because I'm not sure really where Scott or Rick will be on that night. Just but
1: make sure you ask Olivia to read through the whole book of Luke.
0: I, I think that would be Yeah. That would be special. I think
1: that you should definitely do that again.
0: <laughs> it's so funny.
1: We say that because last year she was asked to read a number of passages, she and a couple of the other young people out of the book of Luke and Somehow there was miscommunication, and she thought she was supposed to start with verse one and go all the way to like verse forty. Yeah. And she's standing up there, and she's like on verse twelve, and then she gets to verse twenty, and then she gets to verse t- and and you and maybe Kelly, who'd asked her to do it, knew that she had expanded her her commission, and to her too. She was singing. This is so long. This is taking like twenty minutes.
0: Oh. It was funny. We laughed so hard. Yeah. You know, Olivia's. <laughs> so much like a like a daughter to me especially when she was younger and I almost went up and put my arm around her and said honey I think I think maybe but then I thought this is just so great just let (laughs) her keep reading and everybody was just with it it was just so funny from
1: the birth of Jesus all the way
0: oh it was great it was great no
1: actually it was from the birth of John the Baptist it was I know it was great
0: that was funny but we'll, we'll do Christmas Eve service, and then both Sunday morning, Christmas Day, and New Year's Day, there won't be any Sunday school here. It'll be an 11 o'clock service. And it'll be, it'll be, I don't want to say it, it should be brief. New Year's Day is not the problem. It's Christmas Day that's always the problem, because people have, you know, understandable uh, obligations. Familially, and you know, we want to give plenty of time for those who have little kids or grandkids so that they can just enjoy being kids early in the morning. We don't want to rush anybody out, especially since we had a, a service the night before. But that's what we'll do, so just write that now. You know, anytime I make an announcement, somebody says, Now, what was that? I always wonder about that. I think. <laughs> Weren't you listening? But eleven o'clock, Christmas Day, New Year's Day. Christmas Eve will be five o'clock. And um uh, but I'm not sure that we'll live stream that. We gotta have people here to actually do that. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll let you know. We be letting you know. Um Please be in uh, in prayer. Continue to pray because uh, we're we're partnering with the leaders in Brazil concerning what place we're going to rent at the end of April to go down and do the gathering of the saints and the recordings and the projections. So Pastor Philippe, or as they say it, do you know in Portuguese they say Felipe? Felipe? I confirmed that with him, which sounds kind of funny to me, but Philippe, he was checking out another theater today and he wrote me during the French broadcast and said, can I talk to you about this? And he sends me these videos of these venues. So we're trying to determine, there are four places right now, one has already been eliminated, but um, we've got to have the right place. And God knows where it is, but you got to do your diligence. So be in prayer that we make that decision, because then once that's locked in, then we can put together prayer teams, we can put together what we need for people to prepare to serve during that time, we can start laying out what we're going to do. It's 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 gonna be a very involved necessarily involved thing
1: do you have dates for that?
0: well it's either gonna be the last weekend in um, May or the very first weekend in June and the reason we can't say right now is that these theaters are functional and we don't know when one of those should be open this far out But
1: is that summertime in Brazil?
0: That's that's going into the winter. Okay. So it's it's a good it's a good time to go.
1: Well, winter in Brazil is, I guess it's cold, but it's not like winter in West Virginia.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they've been getting snow for weeks now or at least where Pam is
0: yeah she's up there on that mountain but uh, you know again i've told you i mean back in the day when things were pure purer i can remember going out on halloween night wanting to go with my pillowcase to get as much candy as i could so i could be back to watch it's the great pumpkin charlie brown <laughs> but my little mask that i wore would freeze up, and there'd be icicles hanging down from the condensation of my breath. <laughs> and I remember a couple of those nights, we th- th- it was snowing when I was out there. And my mother would, would be yelling at me, Ronnie, you need to put a coat on. I didn't have much of a costume, but I said, Mom, if I put a coat on, you won't see my costume. I'm going to get, won't get candy. <laughs> well, you're going to get cold. Of course, moms used to say, you'll catch your death of cold. Th-
1: That's nothing to declare over a kid. No, but That's no, horrible. They always
0: said that, you know. You've heard that phrase, right?
1: Yeah, but I was grew up in Texas, so it was a little different. Yeah,
0: but you know, the snow—I mean, it starts coming. I love that time, but I don't know about Pastor Pam up there. She's probably got a foot of snow right now.
1: We were just in California last week, and we spent about two, or three days in, and. Santa Barbara where it's the weather's just you know California Southern well it's not really Southern there in Santa Barbara it's Northern but beautiful 75 clear and then we took a drive up past LA I guess going inland up into Big Bear where yeah. there was snow and it was freezing like 15 degrees outside but it's just it's just crazy to to drive through a state i think california has to be the one of the most diverse states in that way Mm -hmm. where you can go there's so many it's really a beautiful state it's so sad that the spiritual climate is so dark but it's it's really beautiful so that was and just the way that you know the spiritual climate i know you love the rain and the clouds and i do too i also love the sun and i love the clear when when the atmosphere is really clear and the sky is blue the sun is bright i love that too but that has a different effect on me than it does when it's raining and thundering and Mm -hmm. so it's just it's when you drive through california and you go into these different climates it's if you're at least, in the least bit discerning, it affects me. Like if I'm driving through L.A., and I'm sure it would be that way in San Francisco in a different way, but L.A. is like a spiritual circus for me. I mean, I can I can hardly spend one or two days there. It's just, but um, anyway, I ramble.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We All of these things highlight, Spiritual capacities that God has given to us as his sons and warriors. Yeah. And um, it's just discerning and knowing what to do with what you sense and what not to do. And God is really trying to train us in so many ways. So it's a good thing for us to lay ourselves down and to say prophetically, what is it that you require, and um, so that'll be uh, our message for this coming Saturday in prayer. Amen. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I need to be or you need to be talking about?
1: No, I was just. I would just really encourage the saints that that they ask of the Lord Um, he tells us to ask you know in the whole way but also just ask of him ask for greater measures of his presence and greater measures of his spirit and, and his grace and and an expansion in your prayer capacity, and your lang- your spiritual languages, and and just your hunger for intercession and the things that He's called you to. And it's not that we're being greedy or not content with what we have. It's He is an en- you know He is endless, and He wants to give to us His kingdom, and and yet He. He wants us to ask of him and, and to, to poise ourselves to receive in greater measure. So I'm just, I really, you know, during this season, I'm just really asking for the church and for the body and for myself and for our intercessors that we would be able to receive a greater measure to prepare us for what we need to in service to him. Amen. So, yeah. That's Sometimes good. I forget to ask, and yeah, every day I know my heart is is really pressing for more, and and I know there's more. There's always more. So, it's 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 like the passage um, where he talks about I think at the Apostle Paul about the height, the width, the breadth, and the length to know the agape and to function in that. And I just feel like that's here for us. So that's what I've got. God is good. He's so faithful and his goodness, just his goodness. Even when we struggle, even through the hard times and the challenges and just so good and turns all things for his good if we just surrender so
0: <sighs> that's good a good word to draw us to a conclusion of uh, another enthralling episode of Saints Radio <laughs> That's a good word. The holy chit chat. Enthralling. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's so funny to see. I, I know God. God is developing you. There's always more. You know, the you know, Scripture says, "Unless you humble yourself and become as a little child, you won't enter into the kingdom." And you got to be converted and become as a little child. He said that to his disciples. Um, I've been watching Levi. He's never had too much of an interest in crawling, but I said that he's just kinda bypassing crawling and he's gonna go right to walking. So he's pulling himself up and he's doing the sidestep walk now. And he's just so excited about that. And I'm watching him develop, which we've seen happen with children over and over again and it's so interesting to see him discover something that he needs to begin to do which then he will use. And my point is God is taking all of us into some new things and we're learning those things so that we can serve him in ways in our walk of faith as it were that are gonna be necessary in the days to come and so Jesus words about unless you become converted and become as a little child you can't enter the kingdom there are things that the kingdom is going to be doing as it in God's timing is going to be unveiled that um, we need to be being converted now into. So be watchful for that. Be ready. Amen. Oh my gosh. What things? Anything further? No. All right. Well, thanks everybody. God bless you all. <coughs> and we are so thankful that you joined with us as always. And uh, we'll look forward to spending time with you tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live. And watch for the first Saturday directive. And we'll look forward to praying, meeting at the throne this coming Saturday. Uh, God bless you all. Thanks for joining. And goodbye.